Welcome to the Manny Mina Podcast, where I normally showcase the stories of successful people in the realms of business, beer, and basketball. However, I also mix in lighthearted episodes on beer and basketball. This is one of those episodes. The Milwaukee Bucks are on a 13-game win streak, and they're about to play the Los Angeles Clippers at home tomorrow evening, Friday night. So I wanted to fit in this quick hitter episode on on the 13-game win streak that we are currently on. Um, It's the longest win streak for this franchise since 1981 and 1982 season. Our last loss was to the Utah Jazz on November 8th. It was that uh, Bogdanovich buzzer beater. Uh, the Bucks were at home, or no? It was uh, it was at Utah. Um, so <clears throat> since then, here are the wins: away against the Thunder, home against the Bulls, away against the Pacers, away against the Bulls, away against the Hawks, home against the Blazers, home against the Pistons, home against the Jazz, home against the Hawks, away against the Cavaliers, home against the Hornets, home against the Knicks, away against the Pistons. Um, that is good for six away wins and seven home wins. The records, <laughs> the records of those teams, um, you may have noticed they're not, they're not very good teams. Uh, the records of those teams is 82 and 133 collectively for a win percentage of 381. Uh, not good. However, uh, the Bucks have a uh, 15.77 point plus 15.77 point differential over the streak, which is insane. Uh, a lot of that is due to the last few games, uh, three games here where we beat uh, the Pistons, Knicks, and Hornets. Um, a few of those games we won by over 40 points. So uh, during that time span, though, Giannis is averaging 31 points a game, which is second in the league to James Harden. Uh, 13.2 rebounds, 5.5 assists, and he has a 34 PER, which is first in the league. Definitely the most efficient player. He's very good on defense as well. So, uh, which some of the surprising things though, which that is surprising to me as well, but, uh, just cause he's so good and he's taken a leap even from last year. Um, but he's shooting 31.8% from three, which is his, uh, career high so far, um, this may regret, may regress his uh, his career three point percentage is twenty eight point two percent. I'm hoping it stays right around above thirty percent though, because uh, that would be great for him. Um, he's shooting fifty six point five percent from the floor overall, and he has a fifty nine point one percent free throw percentage. Uh, this is this is where he needs to get better come playoff time. In in my opinion, this is a uh, uh, it's a major detriment to his game, especially when, um, well, I'll talk about it in a second here, but, uh, so the Bucks stats, uh, he's, f- uh, the Bucks are not him. Uh, the Bucks are first in points per game at, uh, in the league at 121.1 per game. Um, they are 11th in opponent points per game at, uh, 102.108.2. Um, a lot of that, I think, could be due to pace. Um, the reason that they're 11th, just, I mean, being at 121.1. Um, they are second in offensive and defensive rating. So during that 13-game win streak, the best teams that we beat were the Jazz and Pacers. The Jazz have been slumping um, a lot because of uh, Mike Conley's ineptitude. 
and they are not the same contender that we a lot of uh, people thought they were at the beginning of the season. And uh, during the the Pacers game that we played, uh, they were without Malcolm Brogdon, which is a sore subject. So, um, what does all this mean? I think, if, first of all, I mean it's it's nothing to um, it's nothing to scoff at winning thirteen games in a row. It's a, it's a huge deal, and it could continue. Let's say we beat the Clippers, keep winning, keep winning. Um, but what's cool is the Bucks are doing their job. They're beating up on bad teams in impression in, in impressive fashion uh, during a soft part of their schedule. As a fan, you love to see it especially being without Middleton for 10 out of the 13 games. Um, in Middleton's absence, a combination of Dante DiVincenzo, Pat Connaughton, and Sterling Brown have filled the role. All of them have been defensive stalwarts and ball movers, and most of the time they're hitting knockdown threes, or open threes, that is. So, uh, And then lately, Robin Lopez has been hitting open threes, which is great to see. That way Giannis can still have room to drive to the hoop without the without the lane getting clogged when when Brooke is on the bench yeah if this continues we hopefully won't have to go small too much with Giannis at center which is awesome because that saves him the wear and tear of having to uh play defense against opposing team centers um also the the rotations from coach Budenholzer have been excellent in in my opinion I mean it's it helps when the, the bench is playing good against horrible teams uh but he's been able to test guys at the end of the bench like DJ Wilson and Kyle Korver for long stretches instead of throwing them in for spot minutes, um, which we would see a lot with Jason Kidd where he would just like all of a sudden mix up the rotations in the middle of like in a, in a, uh, in a way or like a road trip. And all of a sudden you're like, well, why are they playing this guy in the middle of uh, this road trip? When we, why are we testing this out? We, you know, we, we know who our best guys are. But uh, Bud has been able to do that well because we've been uh, up by so much. We've had such large leads um, in a lot of these games. So he's able to test some of these guys out for long stretches, let them get in the flow, which I think is good for for development overall, Um, especially for a guy like DJ Wilson, who uh, probably isn't primed to um, play a lot of minutes just because of how many guys we have in the front court uh, right now. Um, so hopefully that helps them find a groove as the season progresses. Um, and here's the thing too, the Bucks don't play bad players. It's, it's, it's awesome to see. We don't have anyone who's like a no show on a, on any given night. They all kind of know what they're doing. They know how to play the game. They're all very pretty smart. Um, I, I would say Thanasis is the Bucks only unplayable guy, uh, which bodes well for our, uh, regular season odds. Um, so what does all this mean? So as the season progresses, I'm looking for a few things. Can Giannis continue shooting above 30% from three? How much can he improve his free throw shooting before the playoffs? That one I think is huge. What we saw last year against the Raptors is they would allow Giannis to catch the ball around the free throw line. They would funnel him into the lane and then they'd form a wall to not allow him to make it all the way to the hoop so he either had to shoot a floater which is not his strong suit or he had to try to kick it to somebody who was open um and then the bucks weren't weren't hitting shots from the outside so uh 
and and the the team is basically good or bad based on how good Giannis is playing. So if we can see, um, if we can see him get to the hoop, right, or or even if he's on those drives where they're trying to block him off and and he's able to draw a foul, um, he he he'll be less likely to keep passing if he can hit those free throw three free throw shots. So um, I think it 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 bodes well if he can continue in improving his free throw percentage because then teams won't want to follow him he's such a force going to the going to the hoop that um teams will know especially in the playoffs when the pace slows down that they can follow him and he will just have to earn it from the free throw stripe and so far in the playoffs he we've seen that he's not been able to do that especially when it gets down to uh playing really good teams um, last year it was, you know, to, to make it to the NBA finals. Right. Um, I'm not saying that he's a, a bad playoff player at all. You, you saw him just absolutely dismantle the Celtics last year, but I think he needs to improve that part of his game. If the Bucks want to win a championship in, uh, the near future here. Um, so and he's so good it's so hard to like just say <laughs> like hey you should improve this <laughs> because he's literally mvp he's probably he's best player in the league in my opinion right now um but you know we've seen the we've seen the playoff history so uh the, the my third point here is can dante take it up a level and replace wesley matthews in the starting lineup because he's just that much better i would love to see this jump from dante he's shown flashes that he is uh you know, a smart player. He's a ball mover. He's a good defensive player. He can hit open threes. He feels it from three a lot of times. Um, and he's a good slasher. So I, and, and he's younger. So I would hope that, uh, his legs are, are under him a little bit and he can, he can take that spot from, from Wesley Matthews, but we'll see how that goes. Um, and lastly, uh, like I mentioned before, we have, we have the Clippers on Friday, but we in the month of December, we have the L.A. Clippers, the Dallas Mavericks, the L.A. Lakers, and uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, who are all um, title contenders, in my opinion. Um, so I'm wondering, it, this is going to be a little bit of a test now in December, since we, haven't really, we didn't play anyone that good in November. Um, can we win three out of the four of those games if we can win three out of the four of those games we know we're we're in the driver's seat to to make a a a really nice run at the title um just because those are some of the best teams in the league so uh with that go bucks